What is up, everyone? First off, I wanted to say it's pretty effing cool that you guys listen to these things. Um, I've had a few of you bring up topics that I've talked about or suggest things. Um, and obviously, in the thread that I posted earlier about you know who wanted to throw some topics my way to try to cover, um, a good bit, a number of you threw things my way. Some that I feel like I can you know, I feel qualified enough to answer and others that I think that, you know, I'm still working on myself. So, um, one of the things you definitely learn as a coach is when to keep your mouth shut when you don't feel, um, knowledgeable enough in a certain subject or else you'll end up finding yourself going down a rabbit hole. You don't want to go down and getting critiqued by somebody else. That's the thing about any science for that matter. Um, you know, this being exercise science is that you have to kind of couch everything you say and, well, I'm not the smartest in this area, but this is what I know about it because things are ever evolving and always changing. Um, and that's science for you. So the three areas I wanted to talk about. Um, so the first one I'm going to deal with is going to be skills. Um, the second one is going to be supplements and the third one will be grip. So, um, I believe the skills question was posted by Cindy and she was basically asking with this huge laundry, like laundry list of skills that we, you know, um, know that we're bad at and things we need to work on. How do we organize them and best attack them, um, in a way that allows us to feel productive and we're actually making some headway and not just like, uh, you know, spinning in circles, trying to work on so many different things. So I think the first thing that needs to be addressed is, you need to figure out what is limiting you in one skill is likely limiting you in multiple, right? So they're all derivative of similar problems. So I'll give you an, I'll pick one example and kind of run with it. So, um, let's say you find you have a really tough time with snatching, right? And you're like, I don't know what it is. Um, in this case, let's say I can't get the bar to my hip. Um, this, the issue or the reason behind that is likely the same reason you're having problems in a lot of other movements that you're doing. So all this comes down to, funny enough, it actually works out perfect for what we did today. Are you able to activate in every position possible? So for instance, you know, when you do a step up, are you able to under control track the knee properly and activate where you don't have to drive off of the ground um, and then under control, step all the way up to you're on the box. When you're standing on the box, are you able to feel t- tension in the abs and in the glute that's standing or helping you hold yourself on the box and then initiate by going hip back, you know, and track the knees properly and keep proper balance over the foot? Because chances are improper balance during a controlled step up will also lead to improper balance during cleans and snatches, which will also lead to improper bar contact. Um, and you could play this game for almost anything that we do in the gym. Um, you know, like, let's say, let's talk about something with the shoulders. Um, you're like, I have a tough time differentiating between the push press and the power jerk. Perfect. Okay, let's take a look at your end range. Are you able to have the biceps behind the ears with the arms fully extended, shoulders externally rotated um, while maintaining uh, thoracic extension? And if the answer is no, well, then it doesn't matter what movement you do in a dynamic sense. If you don't, if you can't find end range with no weight or no load under no intensity, then you're never going to find it while under load, right? And the person that struggles with then the push press, the power jerk, 
it likely also struggles with the arch position in the pull-ups, the toes to bar, also struggles with their finishing position in handstand push-ups, you know, also struggles with uh, full range of motion in things like ring dips and push-ups, right? So there's carryover for every single subject that we talk about. So what I would say is pick pick a, a, you know, a, a list of things, write it down, and then go up to a coach and ask, what do you think is, is these are, my problems are stemming from? And then once you get that answered, you, then it makes it much easier to start chipping away at one thing after another. Because I'll give you a, like an example. There's no point in working on your butterfly pull-ups if your core act, you know, activation in a hollow body sucks, right? There's no point in working on your uh, snatch unless you can set up correctly under tension for a deadlift, right? And we, again, like you could do this across the entire field in CrossFit. You have to take the movements to their most simplistic form and then figure out like systemically what is going on that's causing you to whether it's a weakness, an immobility, a combination of the two, a coordination, a balance, right? Something is causing the majority of these problems and then it's just kind of bleeding into every other movement that you have. Um, Cindy, I hope that covered something. Um, you know where to find me if you want me to take a look at a list and kind of tell you. And I know we've had this discussion before, but that'll at least help you go into the right direction and will make working on those skills independently much easier once you you, know, you attack that foundational problem. Uh, supplements. I think this one was from Lindsay. So... As far as supplements go, there's a couple of different recommendations I have. I mean, I try to stay tried and true with these. I usually don't get too freaky with the supplements, um, mostly because, I mean, it does get expensive, but also because there's only so much research that's out there, um, and it's rather limited because, as you guys know, or don't know, I think it was back in, like, 94, Bill Clinton signed a a bill that basically allowed every supplement company out there to no longer have to, uh, provide, um, provide their, uh, all the information. So they didn't have to disclose everything that they put in the label, um, only limited amounts of information. And also, um, they, they no longer, sorry, Joy is calling me. <laughs> they also, uh, no longer um, are regulated by the uh, the FDA. So that makes things a little bit trickier. Um, so the first thing that I would look at is I go with mostly local companies or companies that um, are very transparent and honest about what goes into their products. So that's first and foremost. Um, and you can find out a, co um, a company's transparency and reputation purely by researching it. Um, I have the few that I that I utilize, um, mostly things that have been passed down to me and recommended um, to me from other athletes. Um, so the three, a couple that I would recommend is protein is an absolute. Um, so protein supplementation, I know it kind of gets a bad rap sometimes because people are like, well, it's expensive, it has a lot of fillers, um, and. The, the, the truth is that it's a great way to obtain uh, low-fat quality protein that has much less cholesterol than most naturally occurring uh, meats would, right? So um, protein is also something that's super convenient in that, you know, if you, you can't sit down in a meeting and 
crush a shake, or um, I'm sorry, like a piece of chicken, you know, but you can have a shake with you pretty much at any point in the day for, for most of the places that you all work. Um, it also is super quick and it digests quickly as well. So if you're getting up at 5 a.m. and then rush into the gym, you know, a protein shake is something quick you could throw in that you're probably not going to throw up in the middle of a Metcon, you know, as long as you didn't use too much water. Um, so I like, I mean, as far as proteins go, personally, I like iso um, the isolate proteins. Um, I think I digest them better, and most people have found that they have some more success with that. Um, they generally taste a little bit better than some of the concentrates. Um, and um, pricing-wise, the reality is with all this stuff, it's going to appear expensive when you see it on, um, you know, like a, a website. You're going to be like, oh, 58 or 84 bucks for a tub of protein. But when you do the math, I mean, it's it's significantly cheaper than if you were purchasing any kind of decent quality meat. Um, or other forms of protein. So, um, yeah, it's a chunk up front, but they last a very long time. So protein's kind of the foundation one. Um, that one I recommend for just about anybody. Um, again, if most people that I work with are under eating when it comes to protein, and when you're training more regularly, like at a CrossFit gym, uh, you absolutely need that supplementation. And if you're not getting it from real foods, um, then you need to get it from supplements. And the reality is if you are getting it from real foods, unless you're being really careful, you're probably um, overeating in things like saturated fats um, and cholesterol and things of that nature. So protein's a great way, again, to get some quality proteins in without uh, overeating some of those other things. Um, the second one, which I almost put on everyone's meal plans, um, is creatine. So creatine was actually recommended to me uh, by a lot of teachers when I was in school as something that over top of protein. So I flirt with the line between the two, but um, a lot of, of the uh, dietetics teachers and nutrition teachers at Westchester really pushed um, or were on top of the bandwagon for creatine. So I'll make this quick, but basically creatine is utilized for all of our fast twitch, um, short duration, um, high intensity work. So when you're doing max back squats, um, you know, when you take off of that line for a sprint, um, anytime you're trying to be explosive and fast and powerful, um, you're more or less using uh, creatine and phosphagen system in the, the creatine and phosphagen system in the body. Um, like anything else, it can be depleted. So supplementing that um, can have absolute benefits to um, your gains over time um, in terms of, you know, overall strength, explosiveness, um, being able to perform uh, adequately, you know, days in a row. So if you have, let's say you have a, a five rep max back squat on a Wednesday and on Friday you want to be able to do Fran, which is obviously something that like is very explosive and fast. It's not that you're using that system for the entirety of the workout, but it sure as hell is going to get you started. Um, so the creatine supplementation is great. Um, the only thing you have to worry about with that is you definitely need to make sure you're drinking enough water. So the creatine phosphagen system only works in the presence of H2O, um, which means it depletes it um, at, at a relatively fast rate. So when you're supplementing that, you need to make sure that you're also supplementing water um, as well. Um, outside of that, the big ones are going to be your healthy fats and fish oils, things like um, you know high quality like SFH, liquid fish oil, um, uh, like MCT oil, which is uh, derivative of coke uh, or derived from coconuts. Um, olive oil is another great one. Um, all of these are, are good in their ability to help you burn fat um, for fuel. 
and are very high quality fats, um, which are good for your joints, your ligaments, your tendons. Um, so they're, 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 I would say my third most recommended out of any, like everything multivitamins. You got to be really careful with because some, um, some are better than others, but the reality is our body only absorbs so much of it. That's why the percentages are out of this world. Um, you'll see things like 40,000% of the amount of vitamin B12 you need in a day. Um, so if you want advice on multivitamins, I know, um, I believe the company's Neutralite. Is that what I use? I think I, yeah, I think Neutralite is what I take. Um, they're rather expensive. Um, I know I have Julia taking the Earthfed Muscle Vitamins. She loves those. Um, Controlled Labs makes one called Orange Triad. I've taken that before. Um, those three are pretty decent quality, um, but you got to be careful again because we all digest them differently, and some of you might just be peeing out all the vitamins. So, um, but those would be my recommendations if we went that route. All right. Um, last but not least, grip. So grip strength is is very specific to the position you're talking about. So for instance, the grip strength you need for pull-ups is not the same grip strength you need to be able to hold on to a, a snatch. Um, and I, I know this very specifically because I suck at pull-ups and I'm really good at snatching. So um, you could play this game again with every every combination of movements we have in the gym. So what I would say is because most of you are all in the CrossFit sphere is to expose yourself to as many different variations and modalities of grip as possible so that you're prepared for uh, longevity and endurance in your forearms in every capacity you could possibly run across. So um, I'll give you an example. Doing farmer's carries with thicker handles, right? Like walking with the kettlebells or using the farmer's, the actual farmer's handles. Those are have pretty thick um, diameter and handles. Um, the diameter of a pull-up bar is obviously not the same uh, as the rings. Also, the position of your hands is not the same at, on the rig as it is on the ring. So for somebody that trains primarily on the rings, they're going to be significantly better there than they would find themselves on the bar and vice versa. Now, there is carryover to all of this. There's no doubt about that. So the things that are the most challenging and provide the most challenge for you will probably make you better in all capacities. So um, if you're like spending a lot of time on the rings, those are very difficult in terms of holding that false grip and being able to transition from like the dip into um, back down into um, the arch position, right? So playing around in the rings more will definitely make you more proficient in the other movements. Um, doing things without a hook for a little bit. So like we obviously teach this for every beginner that comes in, we're like, you need to learn the hook grip. You need to learn the hook grip. But once you've uh, like learned that and pick that up, you can do uh, cleans and snatches and all that without a hook. Um, if you are concerned about the, the safety of that and want to make it a little bit more basic, do RDLs and deadlifts, no hook, just open hand. Um, yeah, you won't be able to go as heavy, but you can also do things like tempo work. So now you're getting the benefit of the tempo for your hamstrings back and, and glutes and all that while also developing your grip strength in the process. So, um, tempo works a great way to do something like that. Um, again, switch it around. Like sometimes I'll have the athletes do, uh, tempo RDLs with no hook. I'll have them do snatch deadlifts, um, with no hook. 
um, we'll do uh, farmers hire, um, farmers holds where you don't even walk. You're just standing there for a certain amount of time um, with the weights right into something like power cleans, right? So testing the grip dynamically right after it was forced to almost complete fatigue isometrically. Um, also, you can do things that are a little bit more dynamic and less isometric. So rather than doing holds or carries or things of that nature, you could do something like wrist curls, be that um, pronated or supinated. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff you could do there. I know sometimes people will do uh, hangs from the pull-up bar and hold tennis ball balls on top of the bar and kind of have their fingertips on them. Um, so yeah, I mean, grip again can be specific to are your hands open? Are they closed? Um, you know, like there's, there's different variations here. Um, but those would be the, the biggest things that I would, I would tackle is just try to similar to CrossFit, you know, right back to core values, try to, to train in as many modalities as you possibly can and expose your hands to, to, to as many different variations that challenge your grip as you possibly can. And I think that'll give you the, the biggest bang for your buck. And if like anything else, if you find one or two or three that you, you struggle in the most, well, then hang out there for a little bit, right? Write yourself like a little program and, and force yourself to, to get uncomfortable when it comes to your grip strength. Um, it's like anything else. If you train it, it will get better. All right, I hope I covered some stuff um, that you all asked. Um, please keep asking questions. You know, the more stuff that you guys give me, the more ammo I have. Um, and I'm pretty much happy, again, to talk about anything you want um, within reason. Um, and if I feel like I don't know, I'll tell you. Um, but I will also probably go look it up because that drives me crazy. Um, but tomorrow's a fun workout. we got a bunch of air squats coming our way. I hope this was valuable. I hope you all have a good night.